Hi there and welcome to everybody watching the live This Is Ibrooks post-match reaction. I'm joined by Kieran. How are you doing today, Kieran? Delighted with the three points. Um, I think that's as much as I can say, but we'll get into it. But yeah, good to be here. Yeah, that, that's it. Podcast done after that as well. But um, <laughs> how are you as well today, Craig? All the way from, from sunny Texas, we were, we were talking about the, the time difference. You've had a particularly early one today because of the odd uh, daylight savings time. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, not as quite as sunny as it usually is here, but like oh. Rangers in the first half today. But um, I doing good, mate. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, and I was going to say you'll be glad you got up early out your your bed for <laughs> for that first half today, and not. Um, yeah, I'll stick with you, um, Craig. Scene as we're talking at the moment. Uh, let's just get straight into it. We'll talk about the the lineup. Um, obviously, we had uh, McGregor in goals, Tavit right back, Davies Goldson, Ridvan, Jack Lundstrom, Sakala Cantwell, Kent and Cholak. Um, the two sort of chat changes were Ridvan coming back into the team, obviously, because of uh, Borna Barisic giving, um, or his wife's giving birth to, to a new baby. I heard somebody make the joke on, I bet he's delivering that one with his left foot as well, but uh, we'll, we'll maybe leave that for another time. Um, and obviously Ryan Jack coming back into the squad as well. Jack, fairly self-explanatory, given how well he'd done the, the sort of previous two games, Craig. But um, what was your thoughts on on, on uh, Ridvan Yilmaz coming in? Uh, it's one of those that um, you need to give him a bit of slack, don't you? He's been out for such a long time. Um, he's trying to Bill's trying to get him back in the team. Um, obviously, he's seen him in training a lot more than we've seen him on the park. Um, I think he did okay. You know, I think yeah, someone said if, if, if Barisic had that type of performance today, he'd have been slaughtered. That's probably true. But, yeah. um, you know, I think I think he, he brings a freshness. You can you can see his energy. Um, he's got a delivery there. He just probably needs some game minutes and game time. But I thought he did okay on the whole. 100%. And, and Kieran, what was your thoughts on, on Rangers having sort of yet another fairly consistent uh, start in 11? I think with any team or any sport, as as you know, having having consistency um, uh, is, is key. Um, I actually thought that maybe Rangers were going to try a sort of 4-1-1-1-3-1 formation, if that, that I might have had an extra player in there, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but do you know what I mean with sort of... Jack sitting deep in in, in um, Lundstrom playing playing a wee bit more forward than that sort of six eight role. Um, we never really got to see that. But again, what, what was your overall thoughts on 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 the the starting lineup? I'm actually really happy to see us have a consistent squad for a change. Considering all the injuries that we've got, it is good to see a squad where it's not really picked or influenced by the injuries that we've got. That I think Bill made the point after the the Hibs game when it was more or less the same squad that started against Wraith Rovers, saying, look, if you're playing well, you're keeping the shirt, and that's the way we're going to go about it. And it also it really reminds me of how Gerard ran the squad. If you get the shirt, it's your job to keep it. And I think that's how the team picked itself today. Um, what, what you touched on there with Jack and Lundstrom, for me, Lundstrom is just not a sitting midfielder. He has to be played in that advanced role. So I'd, I'd much rather like to see that from Lundstrom. I mean, the guy's got goals on him. For anyone that played 
fantasy football when the Sheffield United <laughs> were in the Premier League. Like he was the buy of the season to have in your team because he chipped in with that many goals and assists for Sheffield that that one season. So we know he's got that in his locker. Um, and with come the end of this season, he's going to have a year left on his deal. He's he's going to he needs to be a guy that's playing with a point to prove. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it it was an interesting one. It's, I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to it later. But I just what you said there, you know, the amount of goals that he has gotten from midfield in the past, um, uh, with previous teams, it's mental to me that he's the one that's <laughs> dropping back into the three at, at, at times. Um, but I'll I'll stick you, Kieran, in the next wee point here before we get into the football because it would be. Um, remiss of me not not to discuss it. Obviously, there was a, a fans protest at the start of the game. We've all seen it. I think it was Robertson and uh, Wilson's face. We've all seen the the what you call it the picture on on social media with the with our faces crossed out and then a banner saying uh, "Time for Change." We know obviously the the Union Bears and had a bit of a, a run in with with the club last week. Um, I don't think we'll ever know the, the the full story of what was going on behind there. But yeah, what what do you make about this protest? Helpful, unhelpful, or do you think it's merited? It's just kind of a bit tedious, isn't it? Like I, yeah. I can see it from both sides. The board are trying to do their job. The union bears are trying to stand their side, and there's never been a middle ground. I mean, this is something that's been fizzling away for a wee while, and this is maybe a hitting boiling point where I think it all comes down to the knockback and the complete dismissal, the safe standing that they've pushed on for so many years. And I think there's faults on both sides in that account that the board have been so dismissive, they've not addressed it at all. Um, and on the side of the Union Bears, like folks can question their behaviour at times. So uh, there's faults on both sides. And let's be honest, what the Union Bears bring to Ibrox, I I've not seen any other fan group in Britain bring the same sort of atmosphere and the displays and would be a far worse support without them so they just really need to, I don't know, they need to meet at a middle ground and sort of get something done but I think the relationship's completely broken down now. Yeah, it's a, I totally agree. It's a, it's a shame given what the, the Union Bears do bring to the to the home uh, atmospheres. It was very, very evident. I mean, I wasn't at the Roof game last week because I was working but when I came in and I saw it, it was the first thing I text Craig and I was like, why is this so quiet? <laughs> I was like, why, why does this sound like a Disney on ice uh, performance or something like that? But um, yeah, Craig, look, we'll come straight, uh, get straight into the game. Um, again, I bet you'll be glad you got out of your bed early just to talk about Rangers conceding a goal in the, in the first uh, three minutes. But um, before before the goal was actually scored, I'd written in my notes, it, it was very, very, very evident that Motherwell were targeting Yilmaz in that left-back area. You know, the guys that sit around us in the stand at Ibrox, it's something that we've talked about when he does come into the team. But, I mean, he looks tiny. Um, but the ball was just sort of hoofed um, into that area. Um, initially thought the guy was offside. Ball's played in, and it's Van Veen who's been scoring goals for fun for Motherwell in the last few games. Um, it was a really, really, really poor goal for, for Rangers to concede. Um, but... Again, what did you make of the offside uh, in this as well, Craig, out of interest? Oh. I'm glad I got this one. Uh, well, it's a shame, <laughs> a shame we didn't have Dougie Ross on the near side linesman for starters. It would have been interesting <laughs> if he put his flag up. He would have um, held up the Union Jack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it would have been VAR reviewed anyway because it was a tap-in for Van Veen, wasn't it? But, um, you know, first of all, my reaction was in real time, I would have bet my house on it being offside. That was my first reaction. Yep. Secondly, 
I think there was a, a post on Twitter that was quite funny. It says Pythagoras is rolling in his grave because they've got the still shot of the, you know the onside being captured, and there's about two or three Motherwell players offside, and I, I think it's Connor's arse that's playing the boy on with his front yeah. leading knee. So uh, it was tight to say the least. Um, so I thought it. I just I'm still sitting here right now. Can't believe that it was onside. In fairness to uh, Yilmaz, I think the whole the whole line played a very high line, didn't they? And and it was ultimately Connor that played them on, uh, but they were all quite in line with each other. Um, I they were targeting Yilmaz, and you can see Yilmaz wants to get forward. Um, but you know, again, I just think uh, it was very very tight call, and just one of those things that you get caught out. Sometimes that happens, but. Um, uh, I there wasn't many too too many chances for Motherwell throughout the match really. I think uh, I don't know how many chances they had, and they get two goals, which is unbelievable. But um, I my first instinct was definitely offside, so I'm still I, I'm I'm still going back to review it after this podcast. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think we've seen. I know it's difficult, you know, judging things from a from a still shot, but that is exactly what what VAR does. And and there's that that image that you you talked about on Twitter where it where it's the VAR line. I, I mean, and one, surely, if you let me jump in again, uh, the, yeah. the, the the other thing that was noticeable I meant to mention was how quickly uh, the VAR decision was made. I mean, yeah. they really they, they really uh, put a record time in there. Uh, I think for both Motherwell goals, uh, <laughs> yeah. there was a handball in there. The second one, Craig. I think they did, and and that, and that was truly unbelievable. And yet, you know, uh, the offside for Cantwell's goal, you know, took probably three, four times as long to review it. So I'm going, hmm, okay. Anyway, um, no harm, no foul, but uh, I, I still I need to go back and review. I still think it's offside. <laughs> And the the picture you're talking about there, Kyle, when you grow when you go by the cut in the grass with the, the lines, yeah, it's almost coming to a point. Yeah. And what I didn't get as well with maybe I'm sort of not so much off topic, maybe I'm not up to speed with things, but why isn't VAR in line with the last man? Do we not have that in Scotland? Because to me the angle's terrible for a start, which doesn't help the referee. And the lines are basically meeting at a point at the opposite side of the pitch. And then you look again when it showed you the still image of Sakala's cross for Cantwell's goal, and the lines are straight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. I, if, that's the, if that's the other side of the city, there's there's street protests and pitchforks <laughs> and effigies and referees getting set on fire. Right. Oh, don't worry, there's a public inquiry coming soon to, to you, but who, who's funding that? I'll, I'll, I won't get into it, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But you've hit the nail on the head, it was the, the lines across the pitch. You've got to follow that, and it just it didn't look right. Um, but yeah, um, Teddy Bears here says um, we have the Poundland version of VAR up here, and it's it's right. really hard to, to actually disagree with that. Look, at, before we get on to the, the next point, um, Kieran, I just want to come to you in this in a, in a sort of general thing. It was Reese in our own group chat that posted this, and I, 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 looking back, I could believe it, but I couldn't believe it, if you know what I mean. That's the 47th game, uh, I'm sorry, in the last 47 games, that's the 25th game that Rangers have conceded first. That is, it's got to change that. I can believe that because I've seen a graph during the week that I think it was ourselves and another team are top for points gained from coming from a behind position in games where the top in Europe and the top leagues in Europe 
we have gained the most points from coming from behind. So that that's true. We seem to lose a first goal quite a lot. Yeah, it's 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 a stat that that needs uh, that definitely 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 needs changing. Um, look, this first half is going to be quite difficult to talk about because absolutely he haw happened in it. Apart from Rangers being pretty terrible, um, Kieran, I'll stick with you here. Rangers spend the next sort of ten minutes really really struggling to break Motherwell down. I said I'll give Motherwell their, their sort of due because they, their shape was good. They were tenacious. I think some of the they were very at this point in the game they were quite firm but fair. Um, and a lot of the challenges, you seem to see Ryan Kent get his pocket picked a few times. But again, some of the Rangers just really, really, really struggled to, to break Muddle down for, for about 20, 25 minutes. It took us a wee while we got into our stride. The Motherwell are a team one form. I think they've won the last three of their four games, if I'm right there. Yeah. Um, it was always going to be a tough game coming here. But to be honest, yeah, you're right. It took us 20 minutes to get going. When we started to pepper the box with crosses and sort of try and play in behind the lines, when we started to get going, we did play some okay stuff. Maybe not vintage Michael Beale football, but yeah, yeah to, to win the to win free kick, which then led to Tav's goal. And we looked on easy street from there, to be honest. But the first half, it was tiresome stuff. Yeah, there's, there's a, I think there's a number of words we can use to, to describe it. Um, look, Craig, seeing as you got the pleasure of talking about the opening goal, um, we'll come to you for, for the next talking point here. On 20 minutes, Lundstrom sort of breaks into, into the box um, where Motherwell player, again, stunned that actually a yellow card was was produced for this because I'm just so used to, to not seeing the referee going into his pocket for this. It was, a, it was a yellow card all day long. And then I've written down here, before he got sent off, uh, Rangers have to be targeting Slattery, given that he's had 11 yellows already this season. Um, but in the resulting free kick, um, it's almost identical position to where the, the free kick was um, in the Livingston game. I don't know if there's, you know, the, the Motherwell keepers sort of got this on mind. It's positioning, maybe not great, but ultimately... To get the ball up and down over a wall like that from Tav, it, it's superb technique and, and the captain scores his 98th goal <laughs> of his Rangers um, career and makes it makes it 1-1. A textbook free kick. Um, you know, I, on the lead-up, uh, you know, the, the, he was checking the yardage in the wall and, uh, you know, it's Walsh, was it? And his he steps for the ball from where I was sitting in Texas. So I thought yeah. the wall looked quite close, but it didn't jump. Um, you know, Van Veen, I think it came over as the tallest guy in there, and he doesn't jump. Uh, the keeper's positioning, he's way on that side, isn't he? So, I, I, I don't know, keeper's positioning's jury's out for me there. Um, yeah. but you can't fault Tav. I mean, he's, he's hit the exact pinpoint that he wants to hit, and uh, one and it's what we needed. I thought we were really struggling at that point in time. The we were. Abysmal uh, fashion was chasing shadows. Uh, Cholak just was neither here nor there. The midfield was struggling a bit, so it, it dragged us back into the game. Um, good free kick, uh, very similar to the one at Living, wasn't it? So, um, aye, one each, job done. That's it. And just before I continue, we've got a very own shout here from our Chris, uh, Chris Cherry. He says, man of the match, big text, getting up at 7.30 to watch. That's, I agree with that. that that's fair enough. Cheers, Early shout for, for man of the match. Um, Kieran, look, I'll, I'll just sort of talk. Uh, there's a couple of bits I just want to talk about here. Um, straight after the goal, I had a wee note here that it was really important 
that Motherwell kicked off and, and Ridvan actually had a really important intercepting challenge. Yeah. I don't know if you remember it, he slid in, but I thought, I genuinely thought Motherwell were going to score from that. The commentary team on Sky didn't seem to make t- too much of it, but I just thought it was worth mentioning because I felt that was a really, really good piece of defending. Maybe something that we don't don't see Barisic doing so much. Um, and then the next sort of couple of questions I've got here was, uh, are, do you think Rangers were missing sort of Raskin's um, directness at, at, yeah. at times? Because I felt that like just especially with Lundstrom in there, I just felt like him turn. It's just so slow, or the ball just goes back. Another wee comment I've got here, just round about up to the half hour mark, was. I felt that there was loads of players in positions that you just would not normally find those players in those positions, like Cholak out wide a, a lot all the time. And and I've never it's been a while since I've seen Kent and Cantwell having to come that deep to actually pick the ball off the of the central defenders. So yeah, do we miss Raskin and do you think that a lot of players were in places that you don't normally see them? Yeah, so touching on your most recent point there, Kyle, about players in positions that aren't most recent. Now, I think you find with Beal and ever since, like going back to the Gerrard days, that we moved to that 4-1-2-3 formation, you tend to find that the front three are fluid, that if one goes to shut down on the right, it tends to stay in the right. Now, I was luckily enough, lucky enough to be at Easter Road yeah, about 10 days ago. Obviously, we're sitting behind the goal and you can see, and Cholak tended to you find himself out on the right quite a lot there, dropping deeper for the ball. And you heard Bill talk about it in his press conference, and I think Cholak spoke about it as well, that he's now adapting to Bill's style of play. And mm-hmm. it, it's paying off. He's starting up front. Now, don't get me wrong, he didn't have the best game today. But when you do get guys tucking into their positions and coming deeper to get the ball, I do think that is a figure of the style of play. If you remember right... Um, Morelos, everybody criticised how much deeper and deeper and deeper he got under Bill and Gerrard. Now you're starting to see that again from the main focal point striker, but you've got to remember as well, there's two tens in behind them that usually in traditional formations would play out wide that find themselves in striking positions. So I think it is something we'll see more commonly, but in terms of the comparisons between Raskin and Lundstrom, like Raskin has been a breath of fresh air. Yeah. His first thought is always to be positive, get forward with the ball, play the ball forward. He's tenacious in his tackling and winning the ball back, whereas I feel that Lundstrom, don't get me wrong, I've been very critical of him every time I've come on here and when I speak to fellow fans, that mm-hmm. he's very passive, he's not as positive, he likes to maybe pass back to the centre-backs where it's a bit safer and, and play the ball wide and... and Joy's been a lateral passer of the ball, whereas Raskin gives us, you're right, that directness and getting forward and breaking the lines with the passes. So we did miss Raskin, and it looks like the team's going to be built around him next year because he's a real talent and he's going to prove to be a real find. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I think there's a certain game in six weeks' time that we're all looking forward to seeing him featuring because I think we'll make a make a real, real difference in that one. But uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that on many more pods to come, I'm sure. Um, Craig, look, the next um, couple of points here on the 30-minute on the mark, I've just written, didn't even realise Sakala was playing up until this <laughs> point, uh, which, which was maybe a, bit, maybe a bit harsh given what he did in the second half, but he was non-existent in that that first half um and the only um the next sort of only other attacking point that i've got is um the ball in the box from tav it deflects outside the box from lundstrom um deflected into the path of the goalkeeper liam kelly who sort of half saves it 
um, and Sakala was on the end of this. I, I said Sakala has to do better here, but I had the uh, Mr. Mr. Rangers goal scorer Ali McCoy said he was was unlucky. So I don't know if I was maybe being a wee bit harsh on him, but yeah, just maybe your overall thoughts on on, on Sakala and 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 that first half. Yeah, I think I'm on record already on this very podcast in <laughs> shadows, so it's not going to. Uh, I I thought fashion really struggled to get into the game the first half uh, coming off from um, he, he just he, he struggled through it um, and uh, you know he's he, he's got that ability and he's got that pace but you know Motherwell even after they scored an early goal they sat so deep it was almost like a home game for us where we had to break them down mm-hmm. right and we just weren't on it our passing was not great um, couldn't put string together. And fashion just couldn't find his position on the field to, to make any type of difference. Um, second half's a different story, obviously, and we'll, we'll touch on that. But um, I, I was watching Rangers TV, so I had, I had Tam and uh, oh. uh, Lewis, I uh, forget his last name, that's terrible. Lewis um, McLeod. That's the one, thanks, Kieran. That early um, in the morning over there, I'm surprised we man didn't put you back to sleep. He did, he did a couple of, couple of occasions. <laughs> But uh, he he wasn't uh, quite as uh, kind as uh, Mr. McCoyst was. So, um, but I I just don't think there was many talking points for fashion in the first half. He, he, he was probably the worst, if I'm being honest. But yet yeah, the the front three did the best first half uh, collectively. So um, the the quicker we move on, the better. Am I fair in saying that we've seen both Sakalas this game? We've seen the, <laughs> the first half, and then we've seen the other side of fashion. I mean, I, I, I'm texting my brother, you know, and we're, we're slating him. And then I, I said to him, you know, he'll score in the second half because we've absolutely slaughtered him here. And it was was a minute in. Uh, so yeah. I, I would agree with you. Both Sakalas, um, we can't do it. Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to have to start referring him as. as- Post rocket and pre rocket Sakala, to be honest with you, <laughs> uh, from now on, because yeah, I totally agree, he was a different player in, in that second half. Um, Craig, I'll, I'll stick with you and a, a, a couple of wee, um, other points here just, just to lead us up to the end of the half. Um, there was a Yelma's shot that he had showed some nice feet to take it past a couple of players, had a shot at Liam Kelly, but again, it was, I don't know, it, it was just a shot and goal, but I don't, it was, don't it was think it was right, one it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's another thing here that I just wanted to to pick out was was a pass from from Cantwell that he had in the middle of the, the pitch, and this is something that I think us as a team need to be doing more. It was such a direct pass into Cholak. Um, again, we ended up getting a resulting corner from it, um, led to an attack, and 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 Goldson um, nearly nearly scored from it. Um, I know you've given us a wee bit of sort of your overall thoughts here on, on Sakala in that first half, but just the, the team as as a whole, it was just it was so poor. Like what was what what was wrong in that first half for you, basically? Uh, it was lackluster, wasn't it? Um again, you know that in, so it, we almost found ourselves set up to be playing an away game, but we found ourselves playing like a home style game. Um mm. so I I don't know. It was hard to put your finger on. I thought, you know, just middle to front, we were just poor. You know, um, just very ineffective. Our passing was shocking outside of Cantwell. I must add, Cantwell was the most positive player uh, going forward. Um, I thought he had a really good game actually. But 
I think, you know, we talked about Lindstrom there, looked a bit of a cart horse the day again. That's the word that was always tied with Lindstrom when he has a bad game, right? Um, he just doesn't do things as quickly as Raskin does, uh, and, and he doesn't do it in the, in the preferred direction. So I think, uh, you know, that, that was a big factor in me. I think Ryan Jack kind of started brightly and then had a fairly poor first half eventually once the whistle went, but... We were just ineffective, a bit sloppy, couldn't get things going, packed, muddled, low block, um, just needed half time. And and I think we could all agree that half time, you know, is effective under Michael Beale. I think uh, we have confidence <laughs> in him that he can have a word with the players, make a couple of tweaks and come out firing. That's that's exactly what happened. So um i couldn't really put my finger on it i think multiple offenders in the first half just collectively were poor yeah I th- that's a very polite way having a word with them at half time is a very polite way of saying <laughs> going absolutely right through them because that i think that was the only response to that and and kieran yeah. i'll just get your overall thoughts in that first half i, I don't mean to keep laboring how poor we will but 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 for you was there any other i, I mean craig's identified lundstrom um, there was there any other areas of the pitch that you just felt like why was it so I mean I just don't get we we watch these players week in week out we've seen the, the performance that they, they put in against Hibs yeah I realise Motherwell set up a different way but I, I mean it's it's just it's got to be better doesn't it yeah I, I thought in, in respect to Motherwell and to give them credit I thought the boy they had down the right that assisted the goal Gave us problems all day. I thought he had a good game. Um, what was his name? Is it Furlong? Is it John Was it Furlong? The boy that assisted the first, I thought he had a good game down that right-hand side. Oh, um, but as well, there was a moment as well where they've put uh, Van Veen over the top and he's took a horrible touch. And that could have been 2-1 again. Then it happened again in the second half. We tended to get caught out of that long ball over the top. Yeah. But we did play with a high line. But in terms of the first half, I watched on and there was a few times as well I felt like Yilmaz getting caught out of position. Tav on the other side as well likes to get up the line. I feel that we might just be suited to going 3-5-2. I think the three at the back would much rather suit guys like Yilmaz, Tav as well. Big suitor coming back in is an excellent passer of the ball. And Goldson and Davis, Davis, uh, Davis would offer great balance there. So... Pretty much my thoughts in the first half is we've been poor here, but a wee change might sort of help things. I think what I was saying, like Craig was saying there as well, get Sakala off. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we all were thinking that. Um, yeah. uh, Kieran, I'll stick with you on this wee point here. So second half begins, and I've just written perfect start because it, it really, really was. So frustrated by, by his uh, first half performance, um, but you know Jack to Cantwell, and and I've put in brackets here. It's another assist to the assisters from from Cantwell here. I think actually, if you look at it, he set three goals up, or or he made the pass into the person who assisted for the goal, which is something that he, I was like, what is he talking about when he came in? I was like, that's just such a stupid thing to say. But now he said it. It's I can't stop seeing it. Um, and it's. For me, the first decent cross we've put in in 46, 47 minutes. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I, Sakala knows what he's 
well, I don't know if he knows what he's doing. He, he knows the ball's going to be in that area, and he's just he just makes a nuisance of himself. And I think it, I think it actually comes off the the back of his head, um, yeah. and he just makes it two one, and it's another headed goal for for Sakala away at, at Fur Park. I thought it was a fantastic finish, and I think for all the poor misses that Sakala has, it's a great. It can be a great finisher. That is a smashing finish. To get that high in the air, to hold the position, to be behind the defender as well. I mean, let's be honest, the cross is an absolute beauty, man. Moves towards the keeper, comes away from him. And Sakala's just got to meet the ball in the air. He doesn't really have to put any power on it. Just put it back the direction it's come from. And the next time we know we're 2-1 up again. So Tavernier again for the critics that he gets. Scores a free kick, gets the assist. We're 2-1 up, like... What more can you say? And I think we'll touch on it again, his involvement in the equaliser for Motherwell. But an outstanding cross. The cross really, really made the goal. But Sakala again, it's, it's Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? Well, that's it. Again, you, you bring me on to my, my next point really, really nicely there, Kieran. Um, Craig, I mean, it's it's he's so frustrating because he was wo- just woeful in that first half. Like, I was <laughs> saying he should have been hooked. But... He then steps up and he gets he gets that goal and I was hoping Sky would go and show something and and they did and it was his stats are in fourteen games under Bill he's got six goals and, and six assists I think it's the most goal amount of goal contributions um for for any player since since Bill has come in it's I mean is it just something we're going to have to just accept that at times he can be woeful but for if he's switched on for five seconds that that's all you need from him in a game and he's going to get a goal yeah. Stop coming to me about fashion Sakala, by the way. It's the last time I'm talking about him. <laughs> uh, just all kidding aside, you know, if I'm to hark back to when I was still in Scotland and going to watch Rangers at Ibrox, I remember George Alberts taking pelters if he had, you know, bad spells in a game. So nobody is immune to getting pelters from the Rangers support. Absolutely nobody. So with that being said, Yes, we do have to take the rough with the smooth. We can't afford an absolute luxury, you know, perfect 10 out of 10 performance every game uh, player. He does have numbers to cover, doesn't he? Um, for as frustrating as he is, you know, he keeps coming. He's got a good attitude. And uh, he gets in the end of it. I agree with Kieran. The ball in for Tav is just liquid. And, um, uh, you know, but he still had a bit of work to do. He had to climb back a defender and get, get on the end of it. But he did. Good. I thought his performance second half was better when we woke up a bit. Um, so he was much more effective in the second half, wasn't he? But uh, I, we're, I think we're, we're quite an unforgiving support. It's fair to say. Um, you know, I'm. You talk, Kieran talked about Tav there. I'm one of Tav's biggest critics. I think the group chat will probably. Don't think I've made too many friends in the group chat over uh, some James Tavernier comments, but um, what I will say is he, he was probably contender for man of the match today for me. Uh, I thought Tav was, you know, outstanding. He kept coming. Um, great free kick, great assist. At the end, when it was like a training game, he probably could have had a couple of goals if he'd used his left foot. So, um, I, uh, Sakala, he's, he's going to be frustrating, but we, we have to have a level of acceptance with him if he's He's going to have a crap game and yet return a goal. Um, is, is it worth? Is it worth it? That's the trade-off. Yeah, See on that, that Kyle, can I just butt in a wee minute? Sorry. See anything about? Do we have to just accept it? 
it's, it's just one of the most frustrating things as a Rangers fan just now. I think it's going to have to come down as horses for courses sort of thing. Games where we are, like you look at last week, it was pretty much non-existent in the game where Wraith just bedded himself inside the 18-yard box. There was no space for him to get in behind. Now, there's going to come a point where Tillman's firing, comes back in the day, I know we're going to get on to that. Cantwell's had a great game. We're going to want to play the two of these guys at some point. Is that right, sort of right of the front three slot, maybe reserved for one of them, or... Do we have to just roll with Sakala? I don't know. I really don't know the answer to this one. That's why probably Bill gets paid the big bucks and I don't. Yeah. You know, that, that's it. I think it'll be, I'll be, for this whole time at Rangers, it'll be the eternal question that we, we could ask on every single pod that, that, that we do about fashion Sakala. But I promise we, we won't talk about him anymore. There's too many dads <laughs> in the comments getting triggered. So um, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that until until we talk about him coming off again here. Um, uh, but Kieran, I'll, I'll come to you the next wee, wee point here. There's just a couple of things right about the 48 minute marks. Um, Cantwell, again, with a really, really lovely ball into Antonio Cholak. He finds his way into the box, and I was laughing so much at this because McCoy pa- absolutely panned his decision making in the commentary. I think he even said, "Even I would have passed in that situation," which I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> no I'm, I don't exactly. Yeah, I think that if you put a, a poll out of Rangers supporters, do you believe McCoy? I think the answer would be um, re- resoundingly no. Um, but yeah, he just blasts the ball, the ball wide, um, and th- there was a. a a certain player that I said I wouldn't mention <laughs> again running in at the back post. Um, but yeah, Cholak, Cholak's got he's got to pick out Sakala for, for this one. Um, and then just and just another wee sort of point on, on Rangers play for the next 10 minutes here up until the mother will go. I felt we were very comfortable, very, very um, we, we were in control of the game at that point, 2 1 up. I think if Cholak squares it there. It's game over. We're talking five, six, seven goals. I thought they would have caved in completely if that goes 3-1. I can't believe he's not even lifted his head there. And I was saying that when I was watching it with my family. He said he's not even lifted his head. He's bearing in on goal at an angle. For a striker, you've got to be assessing your options there. First, is there anyone coming into the back post? Secondly, can I put it across the keeper? And he doesn't even do... Any of the two of them, he absolutely sclaps his shot, he slices the ball and he's hit the back of the net and I think he frustrated himself but I think Cholak needs to think back to last week against Wraith where it was Sakala that hit the byline one-on-one with the goalkeeper and didn't square it and he was kicking his studs off the post and throwing a fit. I, I can't believe it's now the tables are turned and he's not done the same thing for Sakala. It's, yeah. it's, it is, it's an easy pass. I can't believe he's done it. It's, it's Joe Dodo and Forrester all over again, man. Oh, <laughs> As, uh, you're getting banned for mentioning their names. I like how we're all assuming that Sakal's going to bury it if he squared it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Greg, you promise not to mention him again, and I can see why. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that, that's it that's it exactly um, look Craig again unfortunately I've got another um, the second mother will go for, for you to talk about here I've just put it from it was just a shambolic goal um, to lose the, the, the Lundstrom header I'm really really not too sure what he was surely if you're going to make that move you've, you've got to put your head up and have a look at, at where your, your keeper have given one that's notorious for, for not coming uh, off his line just a Needless corner to give away, um, and then the the resulting corner. 
Um, whoever's put it in has just put it into a sort of dangerous area. But the first header from from Tav from a defensive point of view is is not good. If you're meeting that with your head, it, you've got to get it at least outside the eighteen yard box. Um, but it just sort of goes up in the air. Um, and there's a couple of Motherwell players sort of challenging for for it. Um, and I put here, I mean, you could put McGregor, Golden, or, or Cholak maybe at fault for this for just not either getting rid of the ball. But again, it was just another really poor goal for, for Rangers to concede. It was a shocker. And for him to work uh, backwards, you know, start with Cholak, he's just missed that sitter or, you know, should have assisted Sakala incident. And then he's right involved at the heart of, I mean, he, he's on the ball there. He's, he's got to clear the lines or, or get out the road, one of the two. Um, but starting with the corner, you know, the communication between Lundstrom and McGregor, not great. You know, uh, Lundstrom looked a bit uneasy, puts the ball out. I think he tries to head it back. I need to refresh my memory and then goes out for a corner instead. Yeah. But McGregor doesn't come for the corner. Tav's header away is pretty terrible. Heads it right up in the air. Um, and it's him, Goldson and Cholak that's in there. If my memory serves me right. But Cholak's got to do better. Um, I'm, if I'm Michael Beale, which I'm no, I'm Cholak off at that point. But um, I just a poor, poor goal. And as you said earlier, we were, we were in control. I think I in the group chat. Thank God we've woke up now. You know, let's kick on and... There we are at two-two. So uh, awful goal, two-two. Not so. But well, every Rangers goal they concede a terrible goal for us in it to lose. But yeah. that was a particularly bad one. And the boy uh, McGabby's very physical, so you know he's not going to uh, back out fifty-fifty and gets his toe in the end yet. Horrendous. We'd rather move on immediately. I need to get some of these better points in the, in this game. You know what I mean? I've I've been up at seven thirty in the morning. He's he's a good one, Kyle. Listen, listen. I I, I was literally just thinking that exact same <laughs> thought there. So I was like, I better if you want if we want you to come back on this, I better give you a goal to talk about. And and right on sixty two minutes, Craig, it, 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 it arrived. I've said to you. I've written it and you can always tell in my notes that I'm angry about something because it's just like the pens, you know, got to respond. Um, <laughs> you're not no far off it. Um, and and something here, so Kent starts to move off but by a by a direct run from, from the, the middle of the pitch. He <laughs> finds Sakala, who crosses the ball into the box. Cholak has an effort, Tav has an effort. I would say these were a couple of good saves by, by Liam Kelly in yeah. there. Um, and then, then Todd Cantwell scores his, his first goal for Rangers. It's something that's been coming. Um, looking back at the goal, it was actually, a, I just thought he just sort of blasted it, but it wasn't. It was a really good finish. He obviously realised that, that that's where the, the only space, because I think there was about three Motherwell players yeah. and the goalkeeper on the line at that point. And he's just, he's just, um, he's just put it into to an area where, where nobody can get it. And, it, and it's 3-2 Rangers, exactly the response that, that we're looking for. It was good composure, wasn't it? Because they were queuing up, and and uh, I was Cantwell showing a wee bit of his quality there. I think because he's he's lifted it into the roof of the net intentionally because there's a bit of a scrimmage happening, right? Um, yeah. It'd been easy just to get desperate and have a snapshot, and pro- probably would have rebounded off the umpteen bodies that were in there. So, thought it was a really good finish. Um, again, VAR taking an eternity for the Rangers' decision, uh, yeah. the offside there, but um, thankfully it wasn't. But um, yeah, I think even at two-two, you know, we, we didn't heads didn't go down. It was a bit of a, a rubbish uh, goal to concede, as we just talked about. But didn't 
gratitude. Um, I think we just started again from kickoff. Good move, good goal. Good to see Cantwell get his first for the club. Um, bit of a questionable basketball style celebration, and that's coming to American of the fans. Hope that's yeah. nice. Hope that's no celebration going forward. But um, no, good to see him get on the score sheet. Good finish. Um, I I think from there it was just uh, one way traffic, wasn't it? Yeah, hundred hundred percent. And and Kieran, I'm not going to leave the goal quite just there. I think I I mean even though we, we are a Rangers podcast, and okay, I, I'm the I'll be the first to admit that I do watch things with blue tinted specs on um, most of the time, but. Um, watching this back, I, I I personally think that Sakala looked offside and, and VAR's got a, got another decision wrong here. I, I, as you said, comparing the first one and the second one, I actually think it might have been in the same half, um, yeah. given that obviously the first one was in the first half and the other one was in the second half. But the camera angle was totally different here. The lines were, were parallel. And for me, I'm going to say it, I might get panned in the comments for it, but Sakala looked to be just, just a bit offside. Yeah, it looked tight. We were holding our breath and we thought it would be pulled back as well. It was that tight because he's on the far side as well. So it is hard to tell. And like someone said earlier on the show, it's Poundland VAR, so even we can't tell when you put this <laughs> stuff on. But uh, again, on Sakala, it's a great bit of play, like Craig said. Fantastic finish to lift it in at the roof of the net from Cantwell. But I don't know, but they seem to check it for everything. Was it handball? Was it a fucking by kick? Should we have took kickoff different? <laughs> but, but it seemed to be when it was their second goal that there was an immediate handball. Three Rangers players called yeah. for it. Being honest, I couldn't quite tell if it came off a Rangers hand or a Motherwell hand, but didn't even seem to be checked at all, whereas ours seemed to be checked for offside and then handball. And yeah, it was one of the ones we're glad to get it, we're happy to get it. But I think there's other decisions later in the game that the referee, in my opinion, got wrong. But a brilliant response, brilliant response to get ahead again. No, that, that's exactly it, what, what you want. Um, and Craig, the, the next few point here, um, 64 minutes, couple of substitution. Zakala comes off, Tillman goes on, uh, and Cholak comes off for, for Morelos. Um, Begin to maybe get a wee word on, on how you felt that, that, that Cholak um, was overall today. I don't think he had a particularly good game. I, I, again, I've no idea. It's just, he's another one you can put in that bracket. You have no idea if he's turning up hot or cold. Yeah, I, he just wasn't effective at all today. I mean, maybe Michael Beale sees things differently with the way he's trying to play, with his off-the-ball work, but he's really coming deep. I mean, I think he was back in their own half at times, trying to win the ball back and stuff like that, just trying to get involved in the game. But overall, he's missed chance. He's, he's part in the mother goal, second goal. I think it's a day um, to forget. Surprised it took him that long to make the change right enough, but... Um, when when Alfredo came on, he looked quite hungry, didn't he? Um, he, he looked lively and was involved way more than what Cholak was involved. So, um, I, I, if, you, if your question is, what's your overall thoughts on Cholak's performance? A day to forget, I would think. Um, not 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 to be too harsh on him. I think you know he needs a run, and he's about what three four games into this run that Bill's given him now. So. Uh, give him time, um, and, and but I, I just feel that he's very ineffective unless he's converting channel box. You know, um, outside the box, he's, he's 
you know, I, I don't think he's linking the play as much as uh, Morelos would in, on his prime or whatnot. So, but yeah, day to forget for Cholak. Yeah, definitely. It's something that he needs to improve against these teams that we play against that uh, low block. I just think he needs to work on just, you know, like looking like other players like that are able to make a bit of space for themselves, especially when he was, when he was out wide. He's just, I just think he needs to just be a wee bit better in decision making. But again, as somebody keeps, well, I say some days, I think it was Craig pointed out to me the last time you watched the Rangers game, I need to remember this guy was brought in <laughs> as our third choice striker, so if you look at it that way, I suppose it's, he's doing he's doing no too bad, but um, yeah, um, look here in the, the next point here, uh, it's on six to eight minutes, it's, I've just written down here, Kent again, really, really direct, starts the whole move off again with, with, with his pace and his directness, he finds Morelos, who I don't know if the pass was a bit heavy or if it was was Alfie's touch was a bit heavy, but he found himself out in the byline, which, interestingly enough, he did this a few times in this game, um, and, and he just picks an excellent find out to, to Malik Tillman, who's on the edge of the box. Malik Tillman's first touch here, I absolutely love it, because you can see exactly what he's trying to do, just let the ball run across his body um, onto his right foot, and, and just... It's an unbelievable finish, that isn't it? That that's exactly what you want to see. There's there, a lot. Of, there's no keeper saving that. I don't think. Oh, that was a laser! It was an absolute phenomenal finish on Morelos's part in the goal. Great composure because how many times have we seen Alfredo get into like very acute angles and try and smash the ball between the keeper's legs or into the opposite corner? <laughs> And it was very unusual to see him sort of just take that touch, take his time and sort of pick out the pass from there. Um, and like you say, a lovely touch to sort of swivel on his right foot, guard the ball for the defender. And then it's almost like he's dug it out from underneath him a wee bit to just smash it in at the roof of the net for 18 yards. So again, with Tillman, I think there's been a lot of debate through the weeks that he's been out that we forget how good he is and how young he is, that folk are saying, oh, I wouldn't pay the five million for him. And I know we had the debate in the podcast the other night, would you sell Hadji to fund Tillman? I think the money for Tillman's already been put aside. Yeah. But for me, there's a there's a talented, talented player there who's got his best years ahead of him. So he's the first, he's the first name in the transfer sheet for us. We talk about if we sign him, we're standing still. I don't believe that quote and that cliche with teams that sign loan players because you've got to remember this guy's going to improve. He's going to he's going to really really improve under a coach like Bill as well. So I think he was on the park minutes before he's blazed that into the roof of the net. So he's a, he's an outstanding talent. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And Craig. It, it, same question to you, just basically, would you pay that £5 million for, for, for Tillman at, at the moment? I would, personally. Um, crack and go. Um, you haven't mentioned your knee slide ac- across the living room yet. <laughs> uh, Wait till you see who I've got in the back of my shot. <laughs> aye, so it's no Sakala, is it? Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> aye, um Great finish from Tillman. I would pay the money, um, but I'd, I'd be biased as the American faction and support over here. I'd like to see him uh, do well for us, get in the men's national team and fly the flag for the Teds. But um, the, Kieran's absolutely right. There's, there's talent in there. I think the frustration is, much like our Sakala debate earlier, it blows hot and cold. Uh, and the, the one I keep hearing with Tillman is, oh, he doesn't show up in the big games. 
don't know how much I subscribe to that. I mean, I, I think the team as a collective in these big games haven't shown up. Um, mm. So a bit unfair to single out uh, a young lad um, with so much talent. So I think Bill wants him, and that's the key. Um, Bill, Bill will want to, to to keep him. I don't think he's made that any secret. I hope he does, and I hope he finds his role in the team. Um, I think every week as we go and we look at the team, you know, we go, oh, you know, that he could be this guy going forward, he could be that guy going forward. The fact of the matter is, is it's horses for courses, as Keaton said earlier. We need to rotate the team. That's just going to be the way it is going forward, especially we get in Europe, domestic, cups, you name it, three games a week type uh, weeks. We're going to need all the help we can get. Alec Tillman doesn't have a place in that squad. It absolutely does. Yeah, that. I did agree 100% with, with both of you there. I think when people question the deal, saying, oh, we'll, we'll sign him for five million, it's up to the club. I think in terms of the deal, for me, reading between the lines how that's structured, is that Bayern might choose to hold on to him, but if they don't, then we get first refusal. That's the way I see the deal. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot of fans are just bang, bang, uh, like bagging on it, being like one of these... Um, uh, what was in Murphy that we got in loan from Brighton? Jamie Murphy. When we had Jamie Murphy, and it yeah. was like, like we've got him on loan, but we are signing him at the end of the season. There was no doubt about that. I think in this case that he's done that well. That Bayern Munich maybe have the choice to hold on to him. That they want to see him develop there. I'm not so sure. Um, but for me, you pay the five million. He's going to get better and better. Yeah, I totally agree. It'll be an interesting one to, to see if, if if that is the case. I think when, when we signed them, the, the tweet was worded very, very carefully from by Rangers then um, in terms of, I think they said that we have, you know, the first option to buy them. But yeah, I suppose that could also mean first refusal from, from Bayern in that point of view. But yeah, for me, it's, it's um, it was said in one of the comments earlier and it's an absolute, it's a no-brainer. Um, look, Kieran, next couple of wee points here, 70 minutes, Red Van comes off for Scott Arfield, which I thought was a very, very interesting um, substitution. He dropped Lundstrom further back, so we did get to see that back three that they alluded to in his, his press conference. Um, and then the next action point here was round about the 75-minute mark. It's a red card for Motherwell, um, Slattery, who who mentioned earlier on, who who was... Um, oh, that, was it the, the Lundstrom foul from the, from the tab free kick? Um, I, I felt this was... Quite harsh. I think if it was yeah. a Rangers player doing this, I'd, I'd be pretty upset. But again, by the letter of the law, he's, he's he's hit his face. And something I bang on about on this podcast quite a lot was, you know, it, it was soft. I think, but maybe at times Rangers players don't indulge in enough of the the dark arts and and that. I mean, although we were four two up at this point, that for me is basically sealed sealed the win for Rangers. Yeah, it killed the game effectively, but I agree with you 100%, Kyle. That's not a booking. It's not a second yellow card. Maybe his reputation goes ahead of him a wee bit considering how many bookings he's had this season. It's a free kick to Rangers and that's the end of it, I think. Ewan Walsh is too quick to get his card out and send him off there. He's run himself into a spot of bother where Rangers plus shutting him in from either side, so he's got to protect the ball somehow. His arm's a bit high and Cantwell's took a bit of a sore one, but it's not a second yellow for me. Maybe that's up for debate in the comments, but it killed the game and this completely changed the game into a training match from here. We could have went on and again, same as uh, the game at Easter Road, it could have been eight, it could have been eight or nine. Just yeah, to play devil's advocate there, sorry Kyle, uh, 
I I'd agree with you. I don't think it was a second yellow either. But there was one incident, I want to say caught uh, Redvan or someone, or maybe maybe Davis. Um, and he had a wee look at the ref because he was on a yellow at that point, going, all right, he's let him away with that one. So I just think, you know, he's given the ref a decision to make. And, you yeah. know, when he's, when he's come back, when you see the replays, he's got eyes on Cantwell and he's, he's, he's leaning back with his arm. I think uh, if it was VAR reviewed, it would probably be overturned as not a yellow. But I think he's, he's, he's he put himself out all day, didn't he, Slattery? So I think he gave the ref a decision to make stupidly. And, um, but I agree, it wasn't a yellow. But there you go. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I, I, pff, this is shocking. I can't believe I'm on this podcast and said the Motherwell player shouldn't have been sent off and, and, <laughs> and one of the other goals was offside. So maybe I need to uh, erase that from, from the from the tapes. But um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll come to you again in, in the next point here. Craig, 77 minutes. Um, again, Bill makes some more substitutions. Uh, I think this might have been his final substitutions of the game. Um, Lundstrom and Cantwell both come off for, for John Souter and, and Kamara just pretty much like for like. Um, I just, I know we'll maybe talk about him at, at the end of the podcast as well, but I just want a wee word on, on Cantwell's sort of overall performance today from you because I thought he was he was so good. Cantwell had a great game. I thought he was, between him and Tav, were the man of the match for me. Um, I, the change was strange. I, I heard people saying Kamara came on, you know, why is Hajino getting minutes, you know? Um, I think he, he, at that point was when he changed to a back three from up to Lundstrom back. So maybe I had that in mind. He was trying something, you know, down to, Motherwell down to 10 men, literally as a training game for Beal at that point. You know, he's like, okay, let's yeah. try this. Don't think he made any... Uh, uh, didn't make it a secret in his, his press conference saying he might see a formation. So there you go. But uh, I back to Cantwell, I thought he was excellent. Um, I think he's way more effective with Raskin in there in the middle with him. I think Raskin finds him quite often. Um, but he's overall, his quality of his passion, um, his assists of assists, as we've touched on earlier. Um, you know, is that a stat we're going to start tracking? I don't know, but. <laughs> Um, if it makes I, Rangers look good, then I'm up for it, Craig. I, I, I know there's some boys <laughs> in the in the chat that have, have probably got that tallied up. So, but uh, I thought he was very good. Um, attitude to the game, a breath of fresh air uh, to the team, and um, you know he he looks. Uh, hopefully, he stays injury free. You know, but um, he looks really good for us going forward, and someone we can build team around with him and Raskin sitting in there. Um, so I I would say overall, if you were asked me, man of the match, I would I would have given it to Todd. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think that'll be hard to, to disagree with. Um we'll we'll get onto that at the end of the podcast. Um a few couple of wee points here, Kieran, just before we do reach that. Um 81 minutes, Kent was filed in the edge of the box. Again for for a wee bit of consistency, I I, I don't know how Slattery gets booked for this in the first half and, and the Motherwell player that committed this foul didn't get a yellow challenge because it was it was the exact same challenge on the opposite side of the box. Um, Tab nearly scores his, his second free kick of the game. Um, and again, in 85 minutes as a Tav uh, cross from a corner, Kelly just totally misses the ball uh, and Morelos doesn't react quick enough. Um, he's unlucky not to score again uh, in this one. 
There's a wee stat up here that I've just seen up on 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 Twitter. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it out to you. It's um it's from Opta Joe and it says James Tavenier has been directly involved in 19 goals in 29 appearances in the Scottish Premier League this season, 13 goals and six assists. It's the most of any defender in Europe's top 10 leagues. And we all think he's having a bad season. What what, what is your thoughts on on, on Tav? Oh man, I love the guy. I think he represents Rangers well. I think his statistics are phenomenal. I think it'll be a long, long time before anyone seems to match these numbers because that, ultimately that's what folk are judged in in football nowadays is, is numbers will become a sort of money-ball sport where it is, everything's ju- uh, judged on numbers and XG and expectancies. So... For Tavernier, when we look back and you look back at his numbers, goals and assists, just phenomenal. Um, I, I don't know, maybe we're in a split sort of crowd here where folk would rather he would be a better defender than he is an assister or a goal scorer, whereas the other half like to see him do this type of thing. So for me with Tavernier, I'll take him every day of the week the way he is just now because he's irreplaceable for me at the moment. Um but again, trophies needed to be added to their numbers. That is the very bottom line of it all. Yeah, uh, don't you open up this whole can of worms about the should he be in the Rangers Hall of Fame? I think um, he should. I think he should. I'm on that camp. Trof- trof- trophies aside, I think he should. Where we bought him, how much he's improved, how much he's took the team forward, became the team captain, won his number 55. We'll not go there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the camp you're, you're there. <laughs> yeah, we've, you're right. Uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we've 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 had that post uh, pod a, a few weeks ago. So if you want to if you want to get into that debate, go and go and check that out. I'm sure it was Craig that did that one because my heat was absolutely frazzled with stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Craig uh, Nicholas here says uh, it's his defending suspect. This is going to bring me on to the next wee point here that I wanted to talk about. I thought, um, okay, we've only got sort of 20 minutes out of John Souter um, in that game, but I thought it was really, really interesting to see um, the way they played. I think there's a couple of things. I realised that Motherwell were down to 10 men, so there was a bit more space on, on the pitch. But do you think that's how Beal's maybe going to combat that? Or Tav's, you know... Well, let's not lie about it. He does. He is. He isn't the best of 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 defenders. Um, but do you think that's how how Bill's going to combat that in terms of having that back three, so there is a bit more defensive cover? I know we we talked about it on the Wednesday pod, and, and a lot of people were saying they were so um, they just didn't want to see it. They, they they perceived the way that being very very you know negative Rangers being a bit more defensive. But I look at it slightly different, and that it basically frees up you know a defensive midfielder in the middle of the park, and it lets you know, somebody like Yid, uh, Ridvan and, and, and Tav utilise their pace and, and, and their attacking prowess a wee bit more, Craig? Yeah, 100%. I, I'd like to see it personally. I think, uh, you know, frustration with John Souter, he's been injured, obviously, since he came in. Um, he's not really kicked the ball for his right. But John Souter's a good player. People forget that. I mean, if uh, I know John it can be as effective as a Connor Goldson for me. His distribution's great. He's a good defender. Um, I'd like to see him get a run in the team. I don't know if we can play a back three for every game. I'm not sure it's necessary, but I, I would like to see that 
more often because Red Van clearly wants to fly up and down the wing. Um, mm. Tavernier, we know, uh, he does his best to do both, and I won't touch the, the Tavernier debate with a barge pole at this point <laughs> in time. But uh, I, I, again, I'm on record saying that I thought he was up there for man of the match today, Tavernier. I thought he was solid. Um, and uh, he was so effective going forward. His delivery for the second goal was outstanding. Scored the first. I mean, we can't really ask much more from the captain. Um, so I, that's something I'd like to see. I want to see John Souter get a run from now to the end of the season. Um, but who does that shift? You're no shifting Connor Golson's playing about. You give Ben Davis a rest. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think he's pretty versatile. Souter, isn't he? he? Can play on the left or the right side. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm i quite excited about having a fit and firing John Suter, but you know, the jury is out on our fitness long term as it is. Um, but I'd like to see that back three. I'm rambling on here, but if we can play that back three uh, more often, I'd like to see it for sure. I get the feeling that John Suter's absolutely loved behind the scenes at the club. If you take the comments from Ryan Jack and yeah. Michael Beale and the pressers from last week, they wax absolutely lyrical about the guy and training and his attitude towards football. And these are the kind of guys that we want at Rangers and we want. But again, Craig, like you say, his injuries. Um, but yeah. is it okay to mention other scores just now, Kyle? Yeah, if you wish. I, I listen. I wasn't going to do it because it's the right. bloody hope that kills you, innit, man, innit? Okay, okay. I'm not going to attempt it. I'm not going to so, attempt it. Listen, <laughs> I've just seen it pop up in the comments there. And as I said, every time I think, one of, you know, I get that we one of my eyebrows raised, the next time I go and look at it, we're, we're scum nah. again. So nah. I, don't, I, I, said, I don't want to talk about them. Let's just focus on us at the moment. And, uh, okay. if, and, if, and if the result does go, I'm sure it'll be talked about on tomorrow's podcast. So. This is eyebrows, <laughs> Kieran. This is eyebrows. <laughs> Say a thing, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> That's it as well. I know there's a couple other wee, wee points here. Um, Nicholas says our fullback shouldn't need to be doing a winger's job. Just shows how the deficiencies in our wingers. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think that Bill's trying to have you know Kent a bit more centrally and a bit more free across that way. It's yeah. it, it, it'll be very very interesting to to see how we, how we line up for next season. But you can see Bill tweaking it. On you go, Kieran. Can I throw this one at you? So, in terms of that, when she talks about the wingers and the wingers should do the wingers' jobs, we aren't effectively playing with wingers at the moment. They're inverted, they're playing as tens, they play more centrally and behind the striker. So, in terms of Bill going a 3 5 2, we've seen Gio do it last year. I think this is what he has pinpointed for when we play against Celtic. I think he wants to play 3 5 2 because if you remember to that cup final, the League Cup final, Sakala and Kent were pinned to the shy lines and that is so unlike that Michael Beale style of play it's ridiculous so mm -hmm. I think he's got it pinpointed if we can break them down out wide and cause them trouble with two up front that's the way we're going to go about it with three centre backs I, I wouldn't be surprised if we went with three at the back against Celtic yep <sighs> don't honestly don't put the fear of God into me with that I think it just changing see if that is the case I, do you know I do agree with you there Kieran but if that is the case we, we've got we cannot just go in blind not having any. We've got to do it in a couple of games before. Yeah, so that, that's where I think today came in. I think that's why we've seen it today for a spell. That You're probably going to see this more often leading up in the next six weeks. I think he has got an earmark that will go through at the back against Celtic. Uh, and, and I think, you know, we're, we're only one game a week these days as well, Kyle. You know, the rest of the time they're in 
So, you know, I might only done it for a spell in the game today, but this is something I'm working on in the background. It's quite obvious yeah. to me. Yeah, 100%. Um, look, there's a couple of... We'll, we'll go on to... That's us talked about the game. and I, I know we're over the hour mark, but there's a couple of players that I, I just want to, to see how what you guys thought of their individual performances and performances in the team. Craig, I'll come to you first here. Um, Callan C. eloquently puts it. He says, Red Van was <laughs> gash. Um, I, 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 maybe, I don't know if I would personally use the word gash, but uh, rusty is maybe the word that I would use. It was nice to see him just being involved today. A few of his crosses were pretty high. Some of his passes are a bit, a bit uh, you know, slack, but... You know, giving them the benefit of the doubt, that'll come with maybe a wee bit more game time, but that's just me. What what did you think of Ridvan Yilmaz's performance today? I can't remember the last time I heard the word gash. It's, uh, <laughs> people, people forget. I don't hear that on a daily basis anymore. But uh, I, no, I wouldn't say he was gash. Um, I, I think all things considered, um, you know, if, if Borna's not having a baby, he's probably playing the day. That's what I would like to think. But um, I think he did okay. Um, you know, he did, did he have the best game? No. Did he show glimpses of what he can do? Yes. Um, he's, he's got good energy. He brings a freshness. You know, Borna looks a bit stale uh, when he has a run in the team. You know, even if he's putting good deliveries in, just he, he can only do it at one pace. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're all kind of crying out for that freshness. Overall, the team, you know, I don't think any of us can wait to the transfer window in the summer, but I think Ridvan brings that freshness uh, and energy. So I, I wouldn't say he was cash, um, but uh, he, he certainly wasn't a man in the match contender either. He's tiny, man. He's like, we has Bula left back. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> First thing my old man says as well, he's like, he'll never do. He's, 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 he's a beautiful player, you know what I mean? But. Um, <laughs> But he's got good pace, um, and 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 he he looks like he has a bit of a wander left foot. Well, time will tell, but um, uh, he just needs a run. You know, I think it's yeah. unfair to judge him after a you know a, a muddle uh, away game randomly. So, um, I just needs a run in the team. Yeah, no, there's a couple of comments here. Nicola Stubborn says if Borna put in that performance, we'd have got it big time. Uh, which- do you know what? I think I think it's fair enough. You can't. But it's really no apples that. with apples, is it? You know, yeah, Bonus had a run in the team, and 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 yes, he probably would be scrutinised much heavier. But with Redvan just coming in, it's unfair to have to, yeah. you know hit the ground running so quickly, especially after a long injury that he's had. So bit of yeah. bit of understanding, Nicholas. Bit of understanding. Yeah. And and Curry says I thought Yelmaz was decent. He covers the defence well. I think that's some. A wee bit of sense being showed by by some some Rangers fans there. I think um, m- maybe Gash was a bit harsh, as I said. I think <laughs> r- Rusty is maybe the word the word that I would use. Yeah. Um, the next player here, Kieran, uh, again uh, didn't have a I don't want to say like like an outstanding game and didn't do anything particularly brilliant for me. But again, it's Ben Davis. He just had another really sort of quiet comfortable game I really like it when he gets the ball I really like his his passing see the amount of passes he actually finds and he forwards at times from 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 the defense it, it, it it's fantastic um and there was a there was a wee comment here from Curry Muncher 
because I just want to talk about the defence as a whole, maybe. And he says, Kyle, does our defensive coach need to be questioned? Every ball um, into the front of the goal is a shambles. And it's something I saw on Twitter. I hate to bring out the negative points of the game, but we've got to talk about it. That first Motherwell goal, we've seen that goal scored against Rangers about 40 times in the last two, three years, haven't we? Yeah. Low cross. We don't seem to defend low crosses very well. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was a peach of a ball for the first for the first goal. I thought the boys put it right in a plate for Van Veen. But yeah, we've seen that so many times. I don't get I don't get paid enough in coaching to figure out how to defend against these things. I've never been a defender myself, so I don't know. In terms of defensive coaching, they probably do work in all the time, but. I cannot believe that comment of just seen their Ben Average Davis. And That's I, harsh. I, yeah. I don't get this clamour from some fans that claim he's a poor signing. I think he's been a solid signing. He's come in and how long's Goldson been here? Five years now. We've constantly been looking for a partner next to Goldson for seasons. And now we've got him. Ben Davis is that man. He gives his balance being left-footed as well. Because a lot of the time we tended to go down Tav's side more than we did Borners. We have two right-footed centre-backs. We've now got a, a left-footed centre-back that gives his balance. He can play the ball forward. They can break the lines. Again, mm. with Ben Davis, he's a good age. He's played at a good level. Had an excellent season last year. And I, I think he's been a solid sign. And I think it's been good for all the critics that Ross Wilson gets. And I am one of them. Ben, ben Davis has been a good signer, and I've got no doubt about that. And I, th- I think he'll be good. I'm quite looking forward to seeing the three at the back. We're going to see it, and it's going to be Davis left and one of Suter and Goldson on the right and the other in the middle. So for me, yeah, Davis has been a solid signer. Went about his business quite quietly the day. Don't get wrong, Van Veen getting behind, but he's been one of the more positive strikers in the league this year, and he seems to be a handful for anybody he plays against. So there's no point being overcritical of Ben Davis. Yeah, as and I'm just going to highlight this comment because I think a few people think that this is maybe my burner account, but this is Kyle1872 says Ben <laughs> Davies strolled it. So whenever this account's absolutely panning Craig, it's it's I promise you it's, it's not me that's doing it. <laughs> I can but, tell yeah. the difference. Yours is Kyle 1690, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so the, the the next um the next player Craig I want to talk about here is uh Ryan Kent. I think he's um you know split opinions here for what it's worth I, I thought certainly in the second half first half like most of the team, very poor, not direct enough, too slow, was was just dangling the ball in front of Motherwell players half the time, not shifting it. I mean, yeah. they won the ball quite a quite a lot of um a lot of times off of us. Um but yeah, but, but the second half much, much different, was more direct and actually sort of started created a couple of couple of goals for us, I would say. Yeah. Game or two halves for Ryan Kent as well. I think first half, texting my brother saying, Ryan Kent looks like he wants to wants out the club. <laughs> that type of you know demeanour he had in the first half, but he wasn't the only one, was he? But second half, I thought he had a really good game. Uh, Lewis McLeod gave him man the match on Rangers TV, so uh, mm-hmm. just whatever weight that throws at the argument. But um, I've seen him have better games. I, th- I think when, once we woke up in the second half, he was very effective. I mean, he was he was playing people in. Red Van was getting to the byline, slipping in Sakala, um, finding some good passes. I think we talked in the group chat. I said, mind the Ryan Ken, they used to be able to shoot, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, they have to cast your mind back four or five years ago. He was scoring in 
important goals in Europe, and you're like, my God, you could have had a two or three at Motherwell. But um, I think overall, um, Michael Beale talks about Ryan Kent and the work he does off the ball, and uh, I think that's true. Um, if you took it's one of these ones, if you took him out of the team, you would see the Ryan Kent-sized hole that's probably left. Um, he, he he didn't he had a poor first half, much better second half. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree, I agree with you there. It was somebody said in the in the podcast Wednesday. There was a really good comment that came in that said somebody just write uh, Rose ZZ on on the goal line and they might score um a, a, a few more goals. Look, before we get on to the last player, I, if I see a wee interesting comment coming up here, um, I always like like asking asking the question, um. I don't know if either of you have seen it yet, but Kieran, I'm going to come to, to you on this first and, and see what you think of it. But Curry Muncher here, as he always does, he puts in something something uh, interesting as pair, and it's um, ready for the hate, Kyle. Van Veen, a decent shout for a striker for us. Yeah. It's been asked, so I'm just going to get both your thoughts on it before we move on to Todd Cantwell. Curry Muncher, if your expectations for the season are to stay in the top six in the SPFL, <laughs> then yes, Van Veen would be a very Great good signing for Rangers. Sure. But it was uh, my cousins used to bang on at me saying that we should sign Regan Charles Cook, and they were adamant that we should. Then he would be yeah. the guy that would take us forward in the league, and the next minute he pops up in the Indian second division. So. <laughs> I think you could, uh, not to be too harsh on Van Veen, I think he's been an excellent signing for Motherwell. Do I think he's Rangers class or the talent that Rangers need up front? No, I think we should have a summer transfer budget where we go full Jelovic and the best part of the budget has got to be on a quality striker, especially if Morelos leaves. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I do, I do agree with that. I don't, I don't. Van Veen is a, I think he's a good, good player, good signing for Motherwell. But personally, not, not somebody that I would, I would have at Rangers. I mean, if you think that we're panning uh, Morelos's work rate at the moment, uh, I, I, I hate to say um, what, or, or I hate to think what the, what the comments would be um, uh, going for for Van Veen if he, if he was to ever come for Rangers. Um, but look, Kieran, I'll stick you in a wee last point here. It's just to talk about Todd Cantwell. Um, he was. Very, very good in that game. I thought his passing was 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 um, arguably the best that we've seen it. The wee touches. I mean, the thing that I've been most impressed um, about him when when he's come in was was his actually his ability to win the ball back. Um, and now that's him had a bit of a run in the team. Um, yeah, just you can really see what what he brings and and why why um, Michael Beale was was so keen to bring him into the club. Yeah, I absolutely love him. Um, he's been a fantastic signing so far. If this is a sign of who we're getting in in the summer, then I'm really excited. I think what a lot of people don't talk about as well, and for anyone that's played the game, that the most horrible part about playing football is working back to well, especially for players that are attack-minded, and he seems to put in a shift. Now, I feel like him and Tavernier are building up a good understanding and a good relationship Almost to that, he almost plays that right of centre mid position, doesn't he? Down Tav's side, they seem to be building up a good understanding, and it seems like everyone around the club radiating towards him. If you watched the box stuff that uh, Rangers put out during the week, he was brilliant with Hadji and Kamara. It looks like he's got a bit of a bromance going on with Raskin as well. Yeah. Everybody seems to love him. He seems to be doing a great job. But see, the scary thing is, and I don't know if you like, agree with me here, the best is yet to come from him. He's, I think there's a lot more goals in his game. I think there's a lot more assists in his game. 
and he won't be the assistant assister for much longer. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, there's more to come from him. And Bill touched on it in his pressers a couple ago that he's looking for a wee bit more from him in the final third. And I think it's coming. I think he's, he's still to fully settle in. But wow, man, what a signing so far. I absolutely love him. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and on that note, Kieran, you're, you're man of the match. Todd Cantwell. <laughs> yeah, Easy. I thought I thought I thought you might say that I teed, teed you up for that one there. And uh, Craig, you're man of the match. I think it's between a couple for you. Between between Tav and and Cantwell, and it's hard not to get to Tav with his two goals. But I just thought overall, considering the first half performance being so poor, I thought Cantwell was probably our brightest light even then. So for that reason, I would give it to Cantwell. Yeah, I think I think that makes it makes it an absolute hat trick for for Cantwell. There, he's he's fair racking up the man of the match um, performances. It was it was really really good to to see him getting a getting a goal today. Um, hopefully that's that. I know he's not. I think it was two years they'd said on the TV they they'd not scored, and and hopefully that that's him. You know, once once. Once a player gets one goal, hopefully he'll get a, a few more. If not, break into double digits by the end of the season. That would be, or maybe maybe that's a bit ambitious of me asking that, given that there's what 13, 14 games left. But um, stranger things have happened, um, right? I think I think that's uh, just about it. Um, there, Forrest, thanks for thanks for joining us, um, Kieran and Craig. Um, yeah, just good to see Rangers a, a terrible, terrible first half, but thankfully got back into it in, in the second half. Um, Four goals, um, conceding two goals, but yeah, it's an R three points and 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 happy with 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 uh, the second half performance. Um, so just want to say thanks to you, Kieran. Thank you, always a pleasure. Good to be on with you guys too. Perfect, and uh, thanks to you, Craig, as well. You're getting a bit of stick from Curry in the comments saying um, how you're not wearing a, a cowboy's hat, but as you said earlier on the pod, you've you've picked your local team, eh? I, well, there is a bull on there, so it's close enough. But uh, funny you mentioned that is the rodeo in Houston right now, and I had my cowboy hat on last Saturday, so uh, I'll no share the pictures. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I watch these; I do these pods without watching the comments, so so that I don't have to read Curry's comments. Uh, no, that's uh, see. You should you should have said that was a buffalo. You might have got extra maybe uh, five my years points Mr. for that. Mister Trick, there, Mister Trick guy. No. <laughs> Cheers for having us on, Kyle. Good to good to be on. Cheers, Kieran. No worries, man. No bother. Thanks everybody for for watching and, and listening. Um, in terms of the the next podcast, I'm sure it'll be out uh, next. Obviously, tomorrow and Sunday. Um, with Scott Patterson, he'll be doing the the live Sunday night show. Um, just get your thoughts on this game and, and everything else, Rangers, that's happening. So make sure you give it a like and subscribe, and we'll see you all guys later. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.